So what I ended up ordering, Joe, was the veggie combo, uh-huh. w- which I think was vegetarian. Sure. It had Azifa, Buticha, mm-hmm. Nesser Wat, yeah, Kikalicha. Sure. Which is also the name of the cast members of the seminal hit 70s show, Good Times. Gomen uh-huh. and Ata Kilt. Uh-huh. That's what I got. Um, was it good? I could... There... <sighs> Okay, look, it all boils down to did you, would you go back again? No. No. Even if it was Steve Day? I don't, yeah, I, w- I don't think Steve would go back, to be honest. Well, but no, because Steve, you, you didn't like it. No, I don't think he did either, though. Cause I, like, said, like, oh, this, this one dish is good. I don't know. I tried to, like, pretend, and I don't think he enjoyed it. I don't like ethiopian food it turns out but i think the struggle is partially mental like this is something that's foreign and like i can't eat lamb for example because i don't know like we never grew up eating lamb from the moment mike started the story all about ethiopian food Seemed really proud that he spoke really loud. I just thought, man, Mike and Steve seem rude. Before we went on a hiatus, I was scared the show would implode. But now that we're back, I feel under attack. It sounded more. Like an episode of what some would call life. And the story is boring. It takes all of my strength. He comes snoring. I lost my For years, I've eaten cows, so what's wrong with a lamb, right? Which is, what was the story, and it's one of my favorite Mike Lawson stories. I don't know if this was ever an episode of What Some Would Call Lies, but when you and Philip were, like, lying in your apartment at night or something, and somebody came knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh well, you're going to break the 
the fourth wall, actually, because I did tell it on what someone call lies, and I did tell Philip stories on what someone call lies, but I made them two different characters because I didn't want people to think of this awful guy at the end of the relationship as the same guy as he was in the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but the basics of the story is I was sick one day, and um, I called philip and i was like hey i feel awful but i also don't want to be alone can i just come sleep over at your house oh so you were at his house yeah but unexpectedly at like late um so i like drove over at like 10 o'clock just to sleep Um, let's just set this up you dated a guy named philip yeah and and, uh he he was kind of like a a, well i guess to put it nicely like a loser (laughs) right uh-huh. Dead baby. Then, yeah. How sad. He still kind of is in that boat. Um, yeah. Well, look, because he manifests that. That's the world he operates in. So we, what happened was I was like, hey, I know it's late, but I just feel disgusting. I would feel so much happier if I could just come sleep there. And, and was like, he well, just like, yes. No. He was like, well, I don't want to get sick. And I was like, well, that's a good point. But, like, really, I just am miserable and please. And so he's like, okay. So then I come over. And we pretty much go directly to sleep. Yeah. And um, when we're there, we're, we're it's probably like after midnight, maybe closer to one. And yeah. all of a sudden, somebody knocks on the door. And I like sit straight up. And he like yeah. pulls me down. He lived in a studio. So like the front door is next to the bed practically. Yeah. And he's like, just go to sleep. Just go back to sleep. <laughs> kind of whispering. <laughs> And I was like, there's someone at your door. And he's like, they're probably just selling something. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, at 1 a.m.? Somebody's door-to-door what? And he said, "Um, well, no. And that was pretty much it. He turned over and pretended like he was still sleeping. Yeah. And so I kind of put my hand on his chest, and his heart was, like, pounding so hard. Oh, really? Yeah, and when I felt his heart pounding, I was like, oh, this fucker just got caught cheating on me. Right? Yeah. So well, when I told the story, <laughs> it was the guy kept knocking. He was like, oh, yeah, it's just somebody, like, selling something. And he was like, and you're like, oh, okay. And then he was like, he was like Philip. <laughs> And you were like, oh, okay, here it comes. So what did, So what was the end result? Did you break up with him right after that? or No, I stayed with him for like two more years. What? <laughs> well, it was a long time. There was, I actually caught him cheating directly. Like, Which is um, funny. I don't know if I'm really telling tales out of school here, and I can edit this out if you're not comfortable. But one of the things I always liked about your relationship with him was, not I liked it. I'm just like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know, because I'm. Is that you were like, oh, he can like go online and like jack off with guys on like whatever was around at that time. I don't know. How did people do that then? Like AOL or something. Yeah. He like, you're like, I don't, you know, you guys had an agreement that he could go on like AOL chat rooms and like yeah. jack off with guys. At- Which was a perfectly reasonable agreement if there was solid trust. But eventually yeah. that turned into stuff that was like, like he was meeting up with people and I was getting played. You know, mm-hmm. and he was living in my house <laughs> at that time <laughs> when I when I eventually kicked him out. Um, he was living in my house and cheating on me. 
oh, he was so he was cheating on you when he was living there at the house. Yeah, and I kicked him out because well, remember he brought home hepatitis. Mike, I want you to meet my new friend. <laughs> His name is Hepatitis. Uh, How he did you go, know? He had to go to the ER, and like a fucking pathetic fool that I was, I drive him to the ER and sit in the waiting room trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And then mm-hmm. he comes out, and he's like, let's just go. And I was like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> I feel so pathetic telling this story. He's like, let's just go. And so in the car, I was like, what is it? And he's like, well, it's hepatitis, but... Um, I think I got it from eating enough dirty dishes. No, but even better, Joey. He was like, you know how I really like to um, use rubbing alcohol to kind of clean my body sometimes? <laughs> Wait, is that true? Yeah, he would like take rubbing alcohol to a cotton swab and like put it everywhere on his body what wait oh wait 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 that's weird i've never heard of anybody doing that yeah he was a little bit weird um he was like yeah so i think maybe i got it from that or maybe it was from like taking too many aspirin (laughs) yeah or having unprotected sex with people who have hepatitis yeah so i was like yeah you should go um oh that was that was the final straw when he had hepatitis yeah so he had he ended up having to move back to Oakland because I kicked him out of my house. And what was his response when he kicked him out? Was he like, "Okay, well, I guess I deserved that," or was he no. like, "Fuck you, man"? Or it was he was kind of upset, yeah, that I was making a that I was assuming that he was a bad person. We've since had come to Jesus talks where like he's everything he's done, he's owned up to now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, so much so that like when he was in. His new relationship. These aren't my stories to tell, really. But when he was in his new relationship, and then he was getting played, I was the guy he came to and like talked it out with. So, Mike, like, when I-, I was cheating on you. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy. I feel like he is a decent mm. human. He's a good friend. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Do but we he's need to an talk awful about boyfriend. the guys? I'm almost thinking, Mike. I was actually. Well, let's talk up, uh, you know, ag- ag- again behind the, the a little bit peek behind the curtain here. I was thinking, like, we should like charge a dollar a month, like a dollar a month, nothing, right? And release like all the fucking stories we tell each other that don't make it to the show, <laughs> <laughs> because you, you and I both know he's been up to some shenanigans. Yeah, that don't mean he's a de- that mean he's not a decent person. He <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. I, because that would be a, like already that would be like the story of why Richard and you are feuding, or not feuding, you have cold war between you and Richard. That would be. On I don't there. have the, no. It's not a cold war because that was two parties. This is more like Cuba and the U.S. Where Cuba's like whatever, and then yeah. the U.S. is like we are not going to your state. Yeah. And also, uh, what Phil's been up to? We could, you know, actually, we could do a whole run of shows just on all the different wars and feuds you have with people. Not true. <laughs> That's so not true. You're the one. A minute before we started recording, you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to end this friendship with so and so because X Y Z." That's how we start every episode. You're like, "All right, here are the friends I'm no longer friends with." Well, this is why that, that's why that $1 a month membership would be so good. People would get to hear. So Mike and I use Trello to like track the show. 
<laughs> and this week, so, so there's like, you know, there's the personal stories uh, wall, and then there's the news wall, and then it's like, what do we have going on next week? And then there's one called Off the Record, and that one now is just as long as the person. <laughs> Well, we only talk when we record nowadays because we try to save the stories. Yeah. So there's stories that I want to tell you, but that I don't want to record and have a permanent record of. So I know, but when I see the Trello during the week, I'll be like, mm, chopsticks. What is he going to tell me off the record about chopsticks? You know? Yeah. That, that's what we should call the show. Uh, $1 a month and you get a show called Catching Up Off the Record. And we just record our off the record conversations and release that. $1 a month. I'm telling you. We would make a solid $5 a month. <laughs> yeah, but then how much would it cost to just kind of manage that? Ugh. Well, what do you mean? How, how, we can talk how about would this you, off the record. How would you collect money and only give content to those people? It's such a pain in the ass. There must be a way to do it. You know it's who, not you worth know? $5 a month. It's worth... I think it would be more... For, than me I, to do, for me to do it, I would need to make like $100 a month. I don't Man think we power. would make a hundred dollars a month. I think we would make. If I'm being uh, realistic, I think we would make twenty dollars a month. I think we're getting into territory of something I don't want to do. <laughs> then you know what? I'm going to start it, and then I will tell the stories on off the record. Okay. <laughs> and negative responses on social media about it. Uh, a lot of people are saying. I say a lot of people, but there are people saying that they would sell their tickets if they're season ticket holders for this LGBT Pride Night because they don't want to have anything to do with it. And um, after seeing some of this negative response on social media, uh, the Erin Dolan, which is the girlfriend of A's pitcher Sean Doolittle, saw this as an opportunity and she wrote on her blog that she was disheartened to see a handful of responses on social media from people who, for whatever reason, don't support the night of inclusion. And she was actually raised by two moms um, mm-hmm. who are both diehard A's fans. So she said that anyone who wanted to sell their tickets to the game that night, that her and Doolittle would buy them. And then she's going to donate them to a local LGBTQI community center for teens and young adults so that they could come to the game. And after she did this, the a GoFundMe page was set up by somebody else and they raised 6000 bucks, and they're going to use that money to buy tickets for pe- from people if you want to get rid of your tickets that day. And I really think that that is going to be the best night at that ballpark ever. Are you going? Um, I don't have plans to go yet, but I do want to see a few games. This uh, LGBTQ night is on June 17th, so I've got some time. I might be traveling that weekend. This, You know, summers I travel a lot. Oh, you do? Yeah, remember? So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I think, uh, what, what do you think about all of this? And if you can't imagine a gay night at the ballpark... You could imagine like gay days at Disneyland. Like, do you think that people should know this before they go and then they could decide if they want to partake in this party or not? I'm not going to lie. This seems a little bit manufactured. I'll tell you why. How, who, how many people in the Bay Area are really getting upset by this point at gay shit and LGBT night? I agree with you on that. But if I were going to say, why don't you find me a group of people that have something in common that will get upset about gay shit, 
I would say maybe people that go to the ballpark once a week. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe I don't deny that there's probably like internet trolls who. Yeah. Uh, I actually think it's more internet trolls saying they don't want their tickets and they don't Mm -hmm. actually have tickets Mm -hmm. than real ticket holders. Because if you think about it, I'm just going to sound really kind of elitist, but if you're at a certain point, if you live in the Bay Area and you've worked up enough money where you can buy season tickets to the A's, you know, you're clearly, you're not, you're not the working class, you know. Yeah. Joe, season, who, season who, tickets for the the cheapest seat is over a thousand dollars for one seat. Yeah, and most for people one seat. will have doubles, you know. And then th- to live in the Bay Area at that point, you're like, I'm selling my season tickets because of this. Mm, I, I would say you there would have been other things in the Bay Area by that point when they're naming every goddamn fucking thing for Harvey Milk. Yeah, that would have pissed you off more than this one LGBTQ. Uh, well, what do you think night. then about? Um, just people boycotting the night. Boycotting's a strong word, but like just deciding not to go Look, on this specific. You know what? Night. To be honest with you, I bet you it's mostly gay guys are going to boycott. I don't want to be around fifty thousand gay guys. Yeah. In a baseball stadium. And it really, if when I go to a baseball game, I go because I want to eat three hot dogs and I want to eat drink a beer. Yeah, it's going to be a night a of game. different people taking selfies and being on their phone the whole time. No one's going to watch that game. It's going to be the least watched baseball game in history. Well, you're you're forgetting though that LGBTQ starts with an L, and the L stands oh, yeah. for lesbians, and those oh, lesbians love ball. Yeah, but you know what? The lesbians they'll, they'll they'll school those gay guys. You think so? They'll be like, they'll be like you with them, and the, like the way you are at a theater with cell phones. They're gonna be the same way. Like respect the game. <laughs> I don't mind people using a cell phone at a baseball game though. What's that one song? And I don't even know if this woman's lesbian. I just, I think she is. I think I'm behind the music on VH1. She, she's lesbian now. Um, I love the nightlife. I love to boogie on the disco. Oh, yeah. Is she a lesbian? I think she is. I think she lives like in Arizona and wears topaz and is a lesbian. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even lying. I'm, I'm, I think I, I, I seem to, I, I seem to have a memory. Is it Alicia um, Bridges? It is Alicia Bridges. And I want to say she says it Alicia Bridges, but I could be wrong. Okay. But is she a lesbian? Okay, let's find that out. Mike, master of Google, is now going to find out first if Alicia Bridges. Shh. Alicia Bridges, born July 15th, 1953, is, according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong, openly lesbian. Wow. I love the nightlife. I love to book air. How's that? In one around. sentence. In one yeah. sentence, Alicia Bridges is an American singer who co-wrote and performed I Love the Nightlife. Well, you know what it was? Again, I don't know why this particular episode of Behind the Music really stuck with me. <laughs> but I'm, if I'm not mistaken, then there was a rash of this in the 70s where Rick Dees had that disco duck song. Yeah. I think she was like a disc jockey. Disc jockeys were doing this then where they'd come out this one like van, like this uh, novelty track. Uh-huh. And I think I think she was a disc jockey, and this was her track. If I'm not mistaken, or some sort of like something weird like that. Like she wasn't really a singer. But I don't know. You have you have the Wikipedia page in front of you. She was she sang mostly rock, blues, and love songs. But this was for some reason she got her fame for a disco song. And oh, maybe that's, that's what it is. I remember she wasn't supposed to be doing this. Been this hard her for thing. her to reconcile for many years. Many years before either one of us was born. As a teenager, she realized she was different from the rest. That's in quotation marks. And she discussed that in a 1998 interview with The Advocate. 
Yeah. Anyway, the point of this is a long way to go. Uh, I'll bet you she'll be at this game. <laughs> That's why I brought the whole thing up. Was, uh, Does she live in the Bay Area? Probably not. She told you she's in Arizona. <laughs> She'll probably throw out the first pitch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And she uh, won't even need to do like that pussy. You know, I saw that this, uh, remember my best friend Joe Torrey, he went throw out the first pitch at the Yankees game today. And I saw he didn't even go to the mound. He did a little bit short. You know, he, he was a little yeah. bit closer and he did it. A lot of uh, people do that. Yeah. 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 She, this bitch, she's going to second base and she's going to nail that pitch. <laughs> you know, she can do it with her. She's going to have like four like, pit bulls with her. <laughs> she should sing the national anthem. All say, can you say, by the dawns, I'll light on, yeah. <laughs> What's up in LA? Any news stories uh, happening in LA, or should we just stay with the Bay Area? I know, seriously. So, uh, on Sunday, I went to run an errand with my cousin Richard. I have this uh, cousin. He's a week younger than I am, and he's gay, and his name is Richard. And we went to go, he agreed to help me run an errand. I went to go pick up an elliptical machine that I was uh, gifted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. So, on our way to go pick up the elliptical machine, Richard and I are talking, and Richard is in the very early stages of seeing someone um, that he met uh, on Grinder. Okay. Okay? They met on Grinder, and then, but this, it, this is actually blossoming into, like, a relationship. So, we were talking about that, and I said, oh, that's so weird. I just got a text today from an old Grinder person, like, from a year. How old? Like, 80? No, 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 not old in age, <laughs> but, like, from, like, a year ago. Okay. And he texted me out of the blue on Sunday, and he was just like, hey, what's up? But I just never responded. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned it to Richard. So whatever, day goes on. Now it's night. It's about 1130 at night. I'm uh, in bed, and my uh, ritual before going to bed is I just read the news on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my iPad reading the news, and I get a text message on my iPad from the Fullerton guy. This is the grinder Old grinder guy. Old grinder guy. Former, okay. yeah, I met him on grinder a long time ago. And he goes, horny? <laughs> I fucking hate gay people. We are the worst. <laughs> I'm going to reserve comment for now. So, um, as you'll see when this story unfolds. So I go, uh, you know, I am, you know? Yeah. So, sure. uh, this guy, uh, we'll call him Mark because that's his name. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not giving any other things about it. Except for that he lives in Fullerton. Yeah. Did, I, did I say that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't remember saying that like 30 seconds? No. Ago? Joe. I might have to beep that part out. Okay. Anyway. There are many marks in Fullerton. That's true. It's not like Brian in Canada. Did I say that he worked at a bank? <laughs> did I say that? Uh-uh. <laughs> No. Okay. So he and I start getting into this sexting thing, right? Was there any intention, do you feel, on his part to meet up? I've met him before. No, I mean, like, that night. Oh, no, no, or no, 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 no. was it just no, he no, wanted no. to, no, like... No, 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 no. Because, I'll be honest with you, it's funny, it's a good question. I'm not a big fan of sexting. If we're mm-hmm. if we're doing a remote thing, I'm more of, like, a Skype or um, 
a Snapchat, if you will, even though I didn't have it, or like a, a phone thing. Okay. I don't like the texting thing. Okay. But I tried that and he's like, nah, I just, I kind of want to keep it via text. I think he has roommates. Okay. So, okay. So we get into the sexing thing, right? And there are pictures going back and forth. I will say that. Thank God they're not part of the story. So we're sexting back and forth and I write some very, very vile things to him. Mm-hmm. Vile, vile. And you will learn what some of these things are. But, um, uh, do you, do you own an iPad, Mike? Yeah. Okay. So you have to hold it with one hand. And in the messenger on iPad, you have the list of people you're messaging and then the message window on the right side. Right. So I'm holding it with my left hand and typing. And I write, I'll actually say what I wrote now. I'm in the middle of writing. I'm going to pull your fucking pants down. I'm going to slide my cock inside of you and come inside of you. Joe. I even said like, I'm going to come enough to give you, make you pregnant with like 15 babies. Joe. Right? And I'm like, there'll be so much cum inside of you. You're going to have like 50, you'll be pregnant with 15 babies. Okay. And I go, and then as I'm writing Which this. Which is kind of, I mean, aside from the fact that he's a man, but like more cum doesn't equal more babies. I know, but it's it's funny to me. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm actually partially amusing myself when I write these things. So, right. so to recap, I write, I'm going to pull your pants down. I'm going to wiggle my cock inside of you and I'm going to shoot enough jizz inside of you so you have come for 15 babies. Okay. Then all of a sudden I get like a ding. And you know, like when you get a message from someone else, it appears at the top window. Yeah. You know, and it was from him. And I go, what? <gasps> you sent it to the wrong person. I sent it to my brother. No, no. Joe, no. I just screamed in my house. I sent my brother. <laughs> Sex. You just sexted your I brother. I sexted my brother. <laughs> I am going to pull your pants down, mm-hmm. wiggle my cock inside of you, right, and shoot enough jizz for you to have come for 15 babies. Oh, my God. In the middle How of the did night. You, what did you do? I mean, your brother's listening. That's the cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, my God. What's going on with you, Mike? You know, the way that iPad's designed is your finger can just press any one of those things when you're holding it. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Um, you know what's funny, and I didn't mention this because I didn't want to tip my hand to for the mm-hmm. story, was also on the car ride with Richard, I was telling him how I read this article, uh, like one of those like Mac rumors or Apple rumors articles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about how in a, in a future iOS, I don't know if it's going to be iOS 8 or iOS 9, uh, Apple's thinking about doing... Um, this thing with text messages where like a very faint picture of the person appears in the background so that you know who you're texting. Right. And I was like, if I told him like, Oh, won't that be cool? Because you know that something like this has happened to me before. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I don't think we ever talked about it on the show, but, um, I, I was dating a guy, actually probably the last guy I really dated, um, who right before the show, right before we started doing the show, yeah. New Kids on the Block were really popular. <laughs> New Kids on the Block was popular. I was wearing, I was playing with Pogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> you always go to Pogs. <laughs> it's the stupidest joke, but you were playing with uh-huh. Pogs, uh-huh. uh-huh. And I was listening to like Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh huh. And, yeah. um. What did you do? What, you sent a text to the wrong. I was dating a guy who really, I'm like, I'm not even joking, was like, 
such a fucking catch and like the perfect person ever. I was, mm-hmm. and for a future story, I'm 90% sure was the foster child of my grandmother from when I was younger. But, oh, right. I remember that. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, we were like in it. We were like, this was like barreling towards long-term relationship, like early days of you and whoever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was, but it was the early days. So he went to a work function. And so I went on Grinder, and this guy texted me, um, a picture of his ass and we were texting back and forth and he, we were supposed to, uh, what's his name? Oh, I shouldn't say his name. Jamie was his name and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And so Jamie, um, was texting me, Hey, I'm going to be home in an hour if you want to meet up. Right. And I was, didn't realize the guy sent me, the, the guy on Grinder had sent me a picture of his ass and it was fucking an amazing ass. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can remember what I wrote to back to him, but like something very vile, like I could fucking eat that Give ass. Give you 15, I think it was. 15 babies. I, yeah. I think it was like, I could eat that ass out for days. What is this shit that I write on the phone? <laughs> right. And it went to, um, Jamie. What's fun with my personality. I could have told, play it I could have played yeah. it off and I didn't. He was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, wrong person. I've told stories before uh, on what someone called lies about how I um, occasionally ha- will say something to the wrong person. And I've played it off as like, ah, oh, just teasing you. Yeah, I've, I could usually, I don't know why, I don't know why I I didn't do that. I bet you it was one of these things where I'm like, we're in love and we can weather this. And it, it's about honesty. Meanwhile, he's like, please never speak to me ever again. <laughs> and he really um, was the one that got away. What else is happening in uh, your world? Well, it's part two of my story. Oh, good. Uh, I thought we were going to have to wait like a week. No, 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 no. So your brother gets a text and he was like, I'm on my way over. Well, he didn't He didn't <laughs> respond. And so obviously that killed the mood for the sexing. L- right. Lucky for the guy though, he came right afterwards. I don't, it was weird. I said, "Did you tell him?" No. He sent well, it after to your he brother? had come, uh, I was like, "Hold on." And then I was like freaking out. And then um, I came back. I go, "Are you still there?" And he goes, "Yeah, I came already." And I told him what happened. He's like, "You know, like LOL, LMAO." <laughs> you know, good night. Yeah, good night. Yeah, I'm gonna take a shower. <laughs> right. I'm like, thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Go to your bank. <laughs> and um. <laughs> sperm bank so uh so now i can't sleep i'm freaking out and it's not necessarily that i think my brother is going to like yell at me or be angry it's actually a different thing that's not making me sleep it's that i don't want to fucking hear it for 20 years let me tell you something <laughs> 20 years ago i went to a billy joel concert mm-hmm. okay with mercedes actually we went to a Billy Joel concert and Slash from Guns N' Roses came out and played a song with Billy Joel, right? I don't know when my brother did this, but my brother decided to Google me and he found that like after the concert, I went on some Billy Joel forum <laughs> and wrote that, you know, told him that Slash came out and played with Billy Joel and I said like, the rock angels wept in heaven when that happened. <laughs> my brother has not... Let me live that down 
He shouldn't. For decades. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying he should. Yeah. But imagine this. Right. I'm going to be like 80. My, my funeral, my brother will get up and be like, <clears throat> well, I remember Joe, who was a very funny guy. And uh, one time he said he wanted to pull my pants down and put his cock inside of me and give me enough cum for 15 babies. Ashes to ashes. That was 50 years ago. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. so you really think you're gonna live 50 more years? Who you, who are you kidding? I'm lucky if I live two more years. <laughs> so anyway, so I go, he hasn't responded. So I can't sleep. So mm-hmm. I'm like, the fu- he's- wait, you didn't send any follow up text? I would have, I would have been like sending a million texts after that. I did. I wrote, ha ha ha, looks like I have the story for next week's episode. So I can't sleep. And I realize he hasn't texted back. And I go, oh, He's charging his phone. And I know where he charges his phone. It's on the clear on the other side of the house. So I can't sleep. (laughs) So at 5.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. I get up. Now, I remember I have Broom Hill. I have the warden, you know, yeah, in the other room. So I have to sneak out of the house, Mm -hmm. right, like a teenager, and get in the car. And I speed over at 5.30 in the morning. To my brother's house. I don't even listen to music. Wait, 5.30 in the morning? I thought you were going to sleep. No. I didn't sleep the whole night. Not a wink. So I get at 5.30 in the morning. I get in the car and I drive to his house without music. I listen to no music. I'm just go- like a bat out of hell. <sighs> yeah. Like I'm like one of like. Like one arm Wait, driving. music. No, no. I'm just in my head. And like oh. one arm with the wheel like determined look at my face. Like not like tunnel vision. Like. Weaving in and out of traffic, right? Yeah. So I get to my brother's house and I just like, right in front of the house. And I walk out and outside of his door, I can hear my sister-in-law and him talking. So I have a key to the house. So I just put the key in the door and I walk inside. And I go, where's your phone? And he, they just look at me and I'm all like, where's your phone? And he goes, it's charging. And I go to his phone and I go, what's your code? And he goes, da, 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 and tells me the code. Uh huh. You, meanwhile, you can say the name and profession of somebody, but you refuse to give your, your brother's passcode. Yeah. And, um, he goes, <laughs> I, so I, uh, go to the tech. He goes, what's going on? What's going on? He's like freaking out. He thinks like somebody died. Yeah. And I go, hold on. And I go to the messages. First, I individually delete each message. Then I delete the whole set of text messages. Everything's gone. Zapped. Right? And I erase them from my phone. Ugh, I tell him a brief version of the story. Like, ugh, I was sexing someone and I accidentally sexted you. See ya. And I walk out the door. <laughs> and, like, leave. And he and his okay. wife are just like, what? My brother calls me a few hours later. Can I go back home? I go to bed. Now, I'm t- now that it's gone, it's done. My brother calls me and he's like, uh, what's your brother on an iPhone? Yeah. Okay. My brother goes, what the hell was that? He goes like, it was, I was like just waking up and like, it was so, it was like just all that happened so fast. He was like, I, that's like the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Like you came inside the house, deleted text messages from my phone and then just left. And I told him it was, he, he told me that my sister-in-law wasn't too happy about it. Sure. Cause she was like, what if I was naked? You know, like, True. he just barged in the house. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do, call them? Yeah, then he'd be on his phone. Yeah. And also, if I knocked or rang the doorbell, it would have, the dogs would have started barking and it would have woken up my nieces. Then it would have been, yeah. it's one of those things where it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. 
It's better to ask for forgiveness than to have them know that you want to put 15 babies into somebody. Enough come for 15 babies. <laughs> so he doesn't have an iPad or use iMessage? He has an iPad. He has an iPad, but no, I, I, but his iPads, uh, he doesn't have iMessage on his iPad. Okay. Cause the messages would sync. No, doesn't have that so you, feature on his iPad. Okay. I, I made sure I double checked. Well, also by now, he already knows what it is. Right. Cause you just told it a second ago. Well, I told him later on the phone. Okay. It's more, you know, maybe it was nastier than that. And this is your story. I mean, did you really, I mean, Mike. How much nastier can you get? I know, I'm gonna I know. Wiggle my I'm, cock inside of you and shoot enough jizz for fifteen babies. I can't, my theory is it was something deeper and darker, and this is your story that you're telling everyone. What if it was a dick pic? Maybe that's why I re-energize my Snapchat. Oh, maybe. Right. Yeah. Because if it was a Snapchat, so, it wouldn't have happened. There was no dick pic on there. Huh. So my mom threw a surprise party for one of her cousins who was turning 60. Okay. And I like this cousin a lot. She's super sweet, super nice. And so wait, your mom's cousin, what does that make her to you? She is my, my she's my mom's first cousin. So that so means would that she's be your first, second cousin? No, first cousin once removed. Okay. I think her kids would be my second cousin. I have an app on my phone that could tell me, but I don't care that much. Okay. So, uh, I, I was helping set up food for the surprise party. I was doing all this running around yesterday. People arrive. Okay. But one of the things, her name's Linda. One of the things about Linda is she's late everywhere. Right? Okay. So my mom's like, she's arriving at five. I told her it's really important to be here at five. Mm-hmm. Right? First of all, everyone at the party is a bunch of idiots. Like, there's a set of stairs in my house that are right in front of the front door. By the time she did arrive, they were all standing on the stairs. But that's not the point of the story. The point is, she was late, and my mom was freaking out. But So then it's getting close for her to come, and my mom is freaking out. And, okay, so here's the plan of the story. So here was the plan. The plan was that Linda and her husband were going to show up, and they were going to go to dinner with my mom and dad. And my mom and dad had dinner reservations at 5 p.m. Linda, like, okay, uh, Linda said she'd be here. You know, the, the husband said that they'll be here in like a minute. My mom emerges with like a bathrobe on. Like, Wait, I'm confused. Why? Because she wanted Linda to think that she was just out of the shower or like asleep. Okay. I don't get it. everyone's like, no, take off the bathrobe. That makes no sense. So she's like, oh, okay. But why would my mom be in a bathrobe at 5 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> When is she going to go to dinner? Like, it was so weird. So then, so that's not the point. Linda gets there. She's really attached and she starts crying, right? Well, Good. you know who was there. Do you remember from a long ass time ago, the story about when I found out a cousin of mine was closeted? Yeah. Okay. Well, he came. And so since then, it's sort of come out that he knows I know, right? Right. Um. So he walks up to me and he's like, he starts talking in that like gay code, which I haven't done in a long time because I'm just out and everyone I know is out. Yeah. But he's like, Oh, so where'd you like to go? You know? Uh, and I was like, okay. Oh, so we start having this conversations like about like being gay and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, well, this guy's cool with it. Right. So I go, can I see some questions? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. And he go, I go, well, let me know if these questions offend you at all. 
Okay. By the way, they weren't offensive questions, but I go, if these questions get too personal, just let me know. You know, yeah, he yeah. goes, okay, if I, if they do, I'll just get up and walk away. Which made no sense. I was like, okay. I go, uh, so how long have you known? Cause the yeah. guy's really butch, right? He goes, yeah. um, I've pretty much known my whole life. Right. And I go, okay. really? And he goes, yeah. And then I asked something super innocuous to like how long, something else about how long something, right? And he got up and walked away. And Wait, a, what? He got up and walked away. What? But why? He was uncomfortable? He was uncomfortable from that question and he, and he left the party. He left? Yeah. Left? Yeah. Got his kids and left. What? Yeah. But, mean, but meanwhile, we had conversations already in code about gay clubs, about the different kinds of guys that we like, uh, the kind of guys he likes. I mean, it wasn't like – the question I asked was like exactly like, oh, how long have you known? You know? That was it. And he that He's so closeted that he 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 got up and left. And for a while, I felt badly. But then I was like, mm, I didn't really ask anything that wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong at all. I know. That's why I don't feel badly. That's so weird. I don't, like, the whole closeted thing really just is crazy hard for me to understand. Like, I've been out since I was, um, pretty much since I was financially free of my parents. Like, I've been out. And so, I just don't understand what forces, like, you got, it's not like your family is like, disowns all of the gays that come out. Like, there's gay people in your family that, Go to family functions. He's on a different side. And that family is way more Christian and really conservative. But he has an uncle, right, who's gay. And is a week younger than him? No, this uncle's like 10 years older than me, right? Uh-huh. But um, uh, that cut, that uncle of his used to take him around to gay bars. I mean, people know that uncle's gay. I think it's just it, – in that side of the family, it's very like, don't talk about it. You know, don't ever bring it up. It's very secret. It's very quiet. I don't know. It's really, really weird. I don't know. I don't get it. It's hard for me to understand. That's all. I'm just very like, look, just fucking own it and just be like, because he was like, oh, he said something like, oh, you talk about it so freely. It doesn't bother you. I'm like, I don't care. And like, I maybe he's not comfortable talking to your grandmother about it. But like, you guys are clearly having this conversation. Why? Like, why did it have to abruptly end? Yeah, so that was pretty much a surprise party. That was pretty much the most eventful stuff that happened. But, um... Hey, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Best of Catching Up. Be sure to tune in next time for more of the greatest hits between Mike Lawson and Joe Batanz. I almost said Mike Batanz and Joe Lawson, which is a completely different show. But, uh, come back next week. The best of catching up. Long pause there. You'll deal. <laughs>